Homestyle Green, episode 137. Eco Custom Homes with Jeff Dinkle. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. This week on the show, I have Jeff Dinkle, who's got the great website called Eco Custom Homes. When I saw that, I thought I just had to interview him. Turns out he's been doing this stuff for quite a long time, and it's great to hear from someone who has got so much experience in the industry and find out about why they decided to jump on this sustainability thing before it was even, I was going to say a bandwagon, but before it was even a really a bandwagon, what, what got them started? And Jeff uh, d- talks a bit about that in this interview. Before we get into that, though, uh, just a quick shout out for our wonderful sponsor, Pro Climber. And uh, I asked Dennis Dowling down in Queenstown recently of DCD Limited why he likes working with Pro Climber products. There are, there are several different products on the market, and I suppose Pro Climber um, benefits from brand leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they have um, quite a good R&D process. And I suppose fundamentally, I'm fairly risk adverse. So while I'm very open to trying new things and looking at things differently and trying to create a new way of, of getting from A to B, um, I don't necessarily like doing that on untested or untried products. Yeah. And ProClima has you know, a very long time of being in the market. So while it's relatively new to the New Zealand market, it's been in the market for a long time and it's in a lot of very large markets and it does very well. And it, and as a result of that, it has a system that goes with it. It has a process to follow. It's that it, You can see videos on how it works. People have an understanding of it. It's a relatable um, product to those in the industry who are building in this space. Um, so as a result, um, it's very easy to get any information that you want on it. And further to that, when you come across something, because New Zealand loves to build bespoke architecture, when you come to something that's a little bit different or unique, oftentimes, if there isn't a direct um, comparison that's been done before, there is at least the knowledge resource bank to get that information to you um, that addresses your specific concern. Now, Jeff Dinkle lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and through his company, Eco Custom Homes, he builds and renovates incredibly efficient, high-performance homes. And he's really embraced comfort and healthy living. He's a founder of Eco Custom Homes and also a parent company, Icon Development Corporation. But he's also been involved with Atlanta's green building scene, um, he's trained in earthcraft principles and he's also served on the board of the National Passive House Alliance. So he knows his stuff. And I started out by asking Jeffrey why he does what he does. That's a good question. There's, uh, uh, you know, I, I think in the beginning it started as a way to set myself apart from uh, competitors. Yeah. Uh, but as you really got into it, uh, it's it's more of uh, uh, I would say staying ahead of everyone. Uh, right. You know, I, I think I have uh, you know initial philosophy that you know if anyone is going to build a house, they really should uh, push the envelope to uh, you know close to net zero as possible. 
And, uh, you know, these structures, you know, hopefully are going to be around 30, 50, 100 years. And, uh, you know, why, why build something that's obsolete the day that it's finished? Uh, so that's kind of uh, what's gotten me into the uh, path. Well, I guess the, the answer to that for a lot of people is that it's cheap and they can profit from doing it. So what what is the point of building something that's high performance versus something that they can just throw up really quickly and um, make a profit on? Well, I think there's, uh, you know, two main uh, answers to that. Uh, one is that, uh, you know, if you're going to build the last house that you are going to be living in, uh, uh, utility bills may be the only reason why you can't live there 50 years. I mean, I've seen so many people who've you know retired on uh, started on a fixed income, and their utility bills kind of uh, uh, don't stay fixed uh, yeah. as you know energy prices are increasing. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's much like the uh, U.S. government. In fact, all the army bases, uh, you know, they they are uh, working on turning everything into net zero. Right. Uh, because it's not necessarily the capitalization costs up front. It's the unknown increases in utility bills uh, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Is that demographic, the, the last home builders, as opposed to the first home builders, is that one of your key demographics? Uh, I, in my market, probably so. Uh, you know, I do have uh, a lot of people contact me and, you know, they – probably are in their first home, uh, 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 you know, buying their first home. But, uh, you know, once they really get into pricing, they tend not to uh, 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 really go through with it. Uh, But, you know, on the other aspect, there's also the health aspect, Uh, you know, building a airtight home, uh, dealing with... uh, uh, you know, indoor air quality, uh, you know, there's a lot of intangible uh, issues as well. Yeah. So uh, uh, it, it, it really depends on the client. And how much more expensive is it to build a, a sustainable home? Uh, well, I, I guess what's your definition of sustainable, uh, you know, here in Georgia and uh, U.S., uh, every home is at some point, quote, sustainable. Uh, you know, it's in our building code. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even with the 12,000 IRCC uh, International Resident uh, Energy Code, uh, you know, we're, we're on a HER rating here. You know, about a 75 HER rating is kind of code. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the states every three years we go through you know a little tightening of code, um, but you know we're we're on the path. Uh, you know by 2030 we should probably be with everyone else and you know fairly uh, net zero or close to net zero. Yeah, I would say that in some respects you guys are are leading the charge because. I've heard that from a lot of states that think that they're tightening the belt, you've got this international um, rating system, and 
there just seems to be a lot more awareness now of, of oh hey if even if I'm not this way inclined it's where the market's going and that code seems to really be driving awareness as well as performance is that is that what you're sensing on the ground um, I do uh, you know Sam Rashkin's uh, the head of our uh, I guess uh, Energy Star program and has gone to uh, the Challenge Home now. Uh, but he's with the Department of Energy. And, you know, basically what they state is, uh, you know, we're taking it one step at a time. Uh, if we tell the industry we're going to be here in, uh, you know, 20 years, uh, everyone's going to argue on how we can't get there. But, yeah. uh, you know, by taking one step at a time and, you know, doing it uh, piece by piece, uh, it's it's a lot easier to change at least get the uh, industries up, uh, make more efficient uh, appliances, more efficient mm. uh, HVAC systems, uh, better insulation, uh, educating builders on what needs to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, they may not be aware of it. I want to come back to some specifics because you've got a few things like um, proprietary hot water systems, I think, that you've used in, in your houses. But bef before we get into specific, and also your processes as well, um, I w you're an economist, aren't you? And, and uh, or are you trained in <laughs> economics? Well, it, it's uh, my, uh, I guess, my uh, pseudo-business degree from my liberal arts college. But yeah. uh, I, not really uh, knowing what I wanted to do. I, uh, I wish my... Uh, uh, parents directed me more uh, towards the uh, engineering side, which is probably what I uh, should have been doing. But uh, uh, I, uh, yes, it's uh, uh, been a path. Did you were there builders in your family? No. So how did you go from uh, economics and sociology was it to starting economics a construction says... starting a construction company? Uh, I think I uh, was at, at some point. We uh, I used to be actually be in the food and wine business for uh, a decade, and uh, when we uh, finally moved back to Atlanta, uh, uh, my wife was pregnant at that time, and we, you know, my next goal in life was probably going to be uh, traveling 200 days of the year, and that's something I did not want to do. So we decided to go into real estate investment, uh, buying houses, fixing them up, flipping right. them. Uh, then that moved into new construction and that moved into, uh, you know, high performance, new construction. And then, you know, every house we wanted to build better, you know, we learned from every uh, project and, uh, you know, about five, six years ago, we kind of got hooked up with passive house. Um, which, uh, you know, is ultra high performance, uh, construction techniques and, uh, uh, and that's what, you know, we've been really kind of involved with, uh, I'm on the national passive house, uh, Alliance board here in the U S and, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, getting their methodology off the ground and, uh, yeah. you know, really implemented. So you, you literally built up from just flipping houses and doing one at a time to build up. At what point did you think, hey, there's something in this to, to create a whole company around it? 
Uh, well, I think once you jump in with both feet, you have no choice but to. Uh, and, and a young family on the way. <laughs> yeah, young family, which are uh, not so young anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, you know, the market's changed. I mean, we went through a big uh, recession. Uh, yeah. We're just kind of getting out of that. You know, we, uh, we're doing, you know, high-end custom houses, uh, sustainable uh, that market imploded. Uh, you know, now we're we're back doing new construction, but we also do a lot of uh, you know major renovations. Uh, you know, half a million dollar, three quarter of a million dollar renovations. Was it uh, renovations kind of, that got you through that downturn? Yes, I. Uh, un- unfortunately, we had a big flood here. Uh, I think it was what ninety eight, ninety nine, and. Uh, you know, had 500 year flood and it, uh, I think there was what five or six billion dollars worth of damage in that flood, and that kept us uh, pretty busy for about two years wow. and kind of segued us into uh, uh, more and more, you know, large scale renovations uh, and retrofits. So, yeah, and you do um, sort of uh, deep energy retrofits as well and, and uh, basement upgrades, or the whole, the whole plethora now. And I just want to, I come back to that journey because it, it, it's just so great to think that you can start just flipping houses and doing upgrades to the amazing portfolio that you've got now. And I'll put the links up so people can check out your uh, the works that you have done and beautiful images of some amazing houses. I mean, some of these are quite big, <laughs> which... Uh, I get a lot of comments from the deep green kind of side of things. There, how can these houses be sustainable if if they're so large? Do you ever get comments like that? Uh, we do, uh, but you know we've seen a, a decrease in house sizes. Yeah, uh, just recently. Uh, it's it's been going past uh, five ten years. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, ten years ago, you know, an average house that we would build probably be. You know, more seven thousand square feet. Now we're probably forty eight hundred. Uh, really, you know, that, that's that's, a, that's still, a huge drop. Yeah, I, I think construction costs have gone up. Uh, lot costs have gone up, and uh, I guess people's budgets have possibly stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, you know, smaller houses, but. Uh, uh, you know, there's about two rooms of a house that people tend not to. Uh, really use you know like a formal living room or a formal dining so you know that kind of has combined into a big family room slash entertaining space uh so you know the usability is uh still there but yeah uh, you know people have kind of deleted the rooms they no longer use how would you describe atlanta in general term in in terms of um the green culture there. I mean, you, you look at a place like California, you think, oh, yeah, there's loads of green people there. It's easy to have a company that's got that as its core ethos. What it, What's it like being a passive house leader in Atlanta? Well, uh, I think there's successes and uh, uh, failures. Um Georgia in general, I think we had the most electric cars per capita in any state in the U.S. Really? Uh, but we also have some of the cheapest energy costs in the U.S. since our 
energy costs are fixed uh, or controlled by a government organization. Uh, so uh, the inherent uh, um, you know, obviously, if we're eleven cents a kW, and if you're thirty-three cents a kW, uh, yeah, uh, uh, energy costs still are cheap here. So, therefore, uh, uh, sustainable or you know, net-zero houses really have not caught on as much. But we also have the South Face Energy Institute based in uh, Georgia, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in a partnership with the Home Builder Association, they came out with a green building program called uh, Earthcraft House. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was one of the first regional uh, green building programs. Um, and, uh, you know, really put Atlanta uh, and Georgia uh, kind of ahead in some respects, right. uh, at least in the southeast, uh, you know, California and uh Colorado, uh, you know, out, out on the West Coast or yeah. even the Northeast, there seems to be good pockets. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, in the Southeast, we tend to be kind of in a uh, green wasteland. Nice. Uh, but, you know, we also have uh, some of the most lead uh, certified commercial buildings in the, in the U.S. So, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, spurts. So there is, yeah, and there is a market there clearly that you, that, uh, you were – uh, making the most of. Tell me about your charrette process and how did that come about? Well, charrette process, uh, you know, ideally it's uh, designed with all the principles together. You know, if you bring a homeowner, you bring in your architect, you bring in a builder, uh, you know, bring in your HVAC person, and you kind of design as you go through the process. Yep. Uh, so many times, uh, you know, most people tend to hire an architect. They design a dream house. They give it to a builder or five builders. They bid it out. Uh, you know, the price is too expensive. Then they pick a builder. Then they do a value engineering exercise. Then they redraw everything. And, uh, and then finally they go to a construction. Uh, you know, to me, that's a big waste of time and a big waste of money. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, guess just, during that that pricing exercise, most of the sustainability features are the first to get pulled out. Uh, true, or or you can't even build a sustainable house. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the the uh, thermal bridging or uh, the HVAC room is uh, too far over. There's no way to get HVAC ducts to a certain room. Uh, you know that that's really where. You know, having your design team, build team uh, in place ahead of time. Yeah. And, you know, really outline what your goals are in the very beginning and uh, kind of design the house around it. Yep. And there's a, a huge resource here that you've, um, that you've referenced, which is from the uh, National Renewable Energy Lab, all mm-hmm. about that process. It, it just sounds so much like common sense that you'd get all those people in the same room together at the beginning of the projects. But why is it not common? Why does it not happen for, for all builds? Uh, you know, I wish it, it, it does. Uh, I mean, there's a handful of architects in our market that really are, you know, proactive on that. Uh, maybe it's a control issue. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know whether, uh, you know, is it a common practice to uh, make more billable hours? I'm not sure. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in, in most cases, it's a client that ends up uh, losing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as everyone. I mean, everyone, you know, has spent considerable amount of time. And uh, if a project doesn't go to fruition, it's, uh, you know, a, a big waste of time and money. Mm. Okay, a couple of specifics. We're, we're almost out of time. But um, the, what are the sort of top three things that you would recommend for someone if they're looking for a high performance home what how does someone achieve that what are the the main uh, either features or products or elements to that home that you try and incorporate well i i say uh, uh, air tightness uh, it's really the only ways of measuring how well built a home is Yep, and uh, in the U.S., uh, you know, I like seeing things under two air changes at fifty pascal. Uh, uh, passive houses, 0.6 air changes at fifty pascal. Uh, so you know, really anything under two, anything under one. Uh, to me, that would be the first thing I would put into uh, uh, as a goal. Yep. Uh, hot water. Uh, you know, uses about 30% of your energy costs. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, solar hot water, uh, uh, you know, even the uh, heat pump hot water heaters, uh, you know, are, are outstanding products. Uh, I think you mentioned somewhere that you had a, a, um, a custom tankless system for a hot water. Uh, on the larger houses, uh, years ago, we've, uh, you know, tankless hot water heaters, which, uh, we, I mean, pretty much uh, standard in Europe standard, probably where uh, you guys are as well. Uh, uh, but still fairly new in the U S I mean, really only about 12, 15 years. Uh, but yeah, we, we helped kind of design a, uh, a, a product for, are, are, are the larger houses, uh, you know, kind of using uh, two or three tankless systems and how to work a recirculation pump into it. Uh, I think technology has caught up to us now, and now they're making actually uh, tankless hot water heaters that have uh, recirc pumps in them. So a lot of the workarounds we did uh, a number of years ago are, you know, kind of uh, second uh, – uh, other words are standard now. <laughs> yeah. At what point would you recommend a tankless system versus, a, say, solar or a heat pump water heater? Uh, well, if you have more than two kids, uh, tankless is probably what you're going to need. Uh, I mean, we have one in our house. Uh, we've probably put them in every house we traditionally build as a standard rather than a tanked system. Right. Uh, uh, you know, solar hot water, there's uh, uh, benefits, but there's also drawbacks. I mean, if you're gone during summer, uh, you don't use that hot water. That uh, solar hot water system ideally can uh, uh, blow its glycol out and uh, damage itself. So, you know, you, you always have to use the hot water. So generally uh, the, the larger homes or the, the, the bigger demands, you go for tankless versus a, a smaller home, you might uh, have a have a system with a tank 
Uh, correct. Okay. So um, air tightness, hot water, anything else? Uh, I'm a big fan of windows. Yeah. Uh, triple pane uh, European windows, tilt turns, you know, the German, quote, yeah. German windows. Love them. Uh, you know, they're really not here in the U.S. yet. There are a handful of uh, manufacturers, but uh, I stuck them in my house and I love them. Uh, I mean, they're uh, well worth the money, well worth the safety, the quietness, uh, durability. It's, it's they're, they're amazing product. Uh, solar orientation. Yep. Kind of designing uh, uh, the house and the window placement for uh, uh, layout of the lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's kind of the key thing. Don't don't fight the sun. Use it for your advantage. Nice. Hey, unfortunately, we're running out of time, Jeff. Um, it's awesome to to have people like you out there because I I do speak to a lot of architects, but often the the next biggest question is, of course, where do I find a builder that can build this great design that I've got? So having people who are focusing on that. Um, like yourself is great. Where can people find you and find out more about what you do? Uh, well, on the web, uh, ecocustomhomes.com is uh, our uh, website. Uh, you know, there are a, a good number of green building organizations throughout the U.S. or, or the world. Uh, uh, you know, that's also a great, great avenue to look for, uh, the Passive House. Uh, Institute in uh, uh, Germany or the Passive House Alliance in the U.S. Another great place to look for, uh, you know, certified builders. Uh, yep, that's that's what I would recommend. Awesome, great. Hey, well, thank you very much, Jeff. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Glad to be here. Thank you, Jeff Dinkle there from Eco Custom Homes, and you can find his website and more information at ecocustomhomes.com. And you can find out more information about this show at homestylegreen.com forward slash 137. We will eventually have all the show notes and information there. If you do like this show, I'd love it if you could head on over to iTunes as well. Leave a review there. I do read and really appreciate all those reviews and uh, comments. Um, and also follow us on Facebook or follow me on Facebook and also on Twitter as well. It'd be great to... Uh, Get your thoughts there. You can also leave comments on the show notes, which is much appreciated as well. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I am Matthew Cutler-Welsh. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Homestyle Green Podcast. Now go make a better place to live.